0: Um, the only reason why I say that is because uh, some of you said, Preacher, Brother Seth, that, that was a good message you preached last time, and uh, or that, that message in Matthew chapter 14, but God's given me something a little bit different in this portion of Scripture, and uh, I, I want to preach it this morning, if he'll help me. Um, it, it does regard storms, um, but I kind of want to preach on this ship for just a little bit though because we find the ship is in this uh probably a little bit more than we find even a storm and uh so if god will help me we're going to be in chapter 14 verse 13 you don't have to stand up i'm going to read 20 verses it says when jesus heard of it this would just give you an idea of what's going on um The Bible says he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. Um, This is Jesus now. He's about to go to another side and and preach the gospel and do miracles. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot um, out of the cities. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them. And he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place. Look at the, the, the unction that the disciples have. Maybe that's the best way of saying it. There may be a better word, but I hope you get what I'm saying this morning. The, as, as they, the, the confidence that they have, and I don't want to say that's a good thing. It's, it's all right to be confident in him and Jesus Christ, but just... You'll get it as I read, and and when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, "This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away, Jesus. We're done. It's time to leave church. We're done. Church is over. Preacher, hey, it's done. You've preached long enough. Y'all ever get like that? Some of you ain't smiling. You're telling on yourself. But that's kind of what they're doing. That they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. If I could say, explain this in two words, I'd say no discernment. But Jesus said unto them, they need not depart, give them to eat, give you them to eat. And they say unto him, we have here but five loaves and two fishes. He said bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. And took the five loaves and the two fishes. And looking up to heaven he blessed. And brake, and he gave the loaves to his disciples. And the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up the fragments that remained twelve baskets full. And they that had eaten were about five thousand men beside women and children. What a miracle. But watch this. Verse 22 it says and straightway. Like, there's not even a pause to take a moment to breathe. Jesus is alright, all right, I did this miracle, now go. Watch. And straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship. We're going to preach on this shift in just a moment. And to, go to before, and to go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves. For the wind was contrary, and in the fourth watch of the night Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when the Peter, Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said to him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship watched the whole, what all of this did. We'll find in this one verse. The meaning, the purpose, whatever you want to say. This is what the results were. That when they, that they were in the ship, came and worshipped Him saying, Of truth, Thou art the Son of God. And we'll be done right there. Lord, thank you. Help me, God, this morning, I pray. Lord, uh, help me, God, just to preach your word. Lord, help your people. Lord, be with our pastors. They're about to make a big trip this morning. Uh, Lord, Albania, touch the the ministry there. Lord, I pray that you be with us today. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to do the best that I can to not be aware that I have preached some of this before. Because there are people here that's not been here. And some of you may have heard it and you don't remember. That's okay. Uh, I tell people all the time. I need a hit. I need this microphone, on. I tell people all the time that uh, it's okay to eat a steak twice a week. I, I there's been people I'll be like, "Hey, let's go eat Chinese." No, I ate that three months ago. Okay, you can eat it again. Am I on? Am I good? All right. I'm sorry about that, but uh, I, I I get that there's a storm. And I get that uh, there's been a lot of preaching on storms. There's a lot of songs on storms. But I don't want to belittle the storms. Because if you've been saved, if you've been breathing long enough, you know what it's like to have problems. You know what it's like to have your your boat rocked. Um, So... I'm going to do the best that I can just to preach it how God's given it to me. But I, I do want to look at the storm a little bit. But I also want to look at this ship. See, Jesus goes out to the desert and by ship. And then feeds the multitude and then sends his disciples out by ship. So there's a lot of ships going on. There's a lot of ships, a lot of transportation going back and forth. But I find it interesting that that and I, the reason why I read the first part of chapter 14 is because there was something that stuck out to me in verse 15. And it says, And when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, This is a desert place, and that the time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. Let me ask you a question. You ever gotten too comfortable? Has this ever been too comfortable to you? If we were honest, we'd all say yeah. You come to church, and it's nothing more than just another service. You don't have to be saved that long to feel that way. You come here, you had, you've got joy, and hey, listen, you go work a job for 10, 15 years, you know what? it's going to happen. You're going to get used to it. There's there's not a bad thing. But I do want us to understand that we ought to be careful. I get we can be comfortable with Jesus, but we ought to be careful when we're too comfortable. And what I mean by that is you can get as close as you want to with Jesus. You can get you can talk to him as much as you want, but you ought to have a fear. You ought to be careful to put your uh, put your words before Jesus, and that's what the disciples were doing. Jesus is about to do a big miracle and the disciples, his very own, the ones that he had called out of a ship are the ones saying, (coughs) Lord, come here, Lord. Uh, Hey, we're done here, okay? That's, That's dangerous. That's dangerous. When you're telling the Lord what he should do, and the truth is, you've gotten too comfortable. You've gotten too used of how things work. You've gotten too used to, to coming to church and hearing the preaching, and it has become void in your life. And you know what Jesus is going to have to do? Hey, Bobby, I think there's a storm coming your way, and I'm about to send you off into. That's what he's got to do with me and you. You've gotten too comfortable. Hey, let's not blame God for everything in our lives. The Bible doesn't say blame God for everything. It says thank God for everything. We do a lot of blame, And then the truth is we got too comfortable. We forget he's God. We forget he knows everything. He knows your past. He knows your present. He knows your future. He knows what you struggle with. He knows everything about you. He knows everything. And the best thing that you and I can do is just sit back and say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? But that's not what the disciples did. And aren't you glad that God shows us these things in the Bible so we can look at it. We don't have to live through some of these same mistakes. Hey, you're going to have some storms in your life. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. You're going to have things. But I promise you one thing. It's going to, God, if you let God be God in your life in the storms, you'll find out that it'll come out gold. But I find it interesting. It's almost like Jesus is like, I'm done with you. Some of you parents, your kids drive you crazy, bonkers, and you're like, i send you off to another room. And you're done with them. And you want them to be gone for just a little while so you can take a breather. I don't have kids, but I knew I was one of those kids. I was a kid at one point, and that's why I was never allowed to go inside. My mama sent me outside, and she said, hey, you're going to let the flies in. That, let me tell you, that's a myth. I get flies come in, but that was another word for I want you gone out of my presence. <laughs> But it's funny because Jesus, the Bible says, and straightway you'll hear nothing else about the disciples. And straightway, the Bible says Jesus constrained them to get on this ship. It was almost, it, and I, the word constrained means it's it, it such a pressure, like constricting, like a snake will constrict and add pressure. That's what Jesus did. It was almost like Jesus commanded them. To get onto this ship. A lot of us will complain about the ship. We'll say. God this ship. (laughs) It's a bad ship. But the truth is. There's nothing wrong with this ship. All it's doing is taking you to another place. And in this case. It's taking them into the middle of a storm. Nobody likes storms. Some of you, I, okay, I take that back. Some of you do like storms. I like storms when it's off in the distance. Me and my wife one night, we, we had a big storm come in, and uh, I, I, we sat on the front porch for about five seconds, and then a big uh, string of lightning just came down right by us, and we went back inside. Said <laughs> so that was a really good five seconds. I enjoyed that. I enjoy the rain. I enjoy the storms, as long as it's not affecting me. I know how to pray for your storms until it affects me. And then I really don't know how to pray. And, and, that, and we're going to get into it for just a little bit. But are you understanding what I'm getting at? There's nothing wrong with the ship. It's just trying to take them over there. There's nothing wrong with Jesus. He knows exactly where he's sending you. And it may not be because you're too comfortable. It may not be for this reason. It may not be for this reason. But I promise you, there's going to be some storms in your life. And Jesus has a reason for it. It's because we do get too comfortable. And it's because we get too prideful. And we get to this and to that. And God said, (laughs) go. I'm going to send you into the middle of a storm. I'm not going to allow it to be one of those things where you can step away. If you realize, if there's anybody, that's why you will not talk me, even my wife. I love her to death. But I don't want to ever get on a cruise. I, I watched Titanic one time and it scared me for the rest of my life. I don't want to go on a cruise. I don't want to go out in the middle of the ocean. The last time I checked, there's sharks and there's jellyfish that look weird. And I don't want to go out there. There's creatures they don't, they don't even know. And, and they're out there in the middle of the ocean. And, and, and uh, yeah, icebergs. There's icebergs too. But here's the thing. Jesus sent them out there. You know what? The only thing that they thought could save them was that ship. And what I mean by that, will take it however you want to take it this morning. Some of you have depended on your job. Some of you have depended on this, depended on this ministry, whatever it was, whatever it is in your life. You've depended on something in your life and what it comes down to is the truth is it's your God. Think about it for just a moment. These disciples were sent by Jesus and can I go ahead and put a nugget in here? You know what Jesus did as he sent them off? He went to a mountain to pray. Don't you think Jesus was praying for them? Praying, Lord, they need, they need your help. They, they need their faith strengthened. They need to see me more. They, they've been looking at everything else. They've gotten too used to it. They've gotten too used to the ministry. They've gotten too used to trusting in their safety net. They got too used to trusting in their 401k. They got too used to trusting in this church and this, and this and and whatever it may be. Jesus is praying for them, I have no doubt. But He's not going to put them in a situation where they can get out of. See, the only thing that's going to that's uh, uh, keep them from killing them... Out there is what they think is a ship. Think about it. What's out there? Ship, water. If the ship can't make it, then how on earth, if they get in that water, are they going to make it? And that's where some of you are at. Some of you are in the middle of a storm, and some of you are in the middle, and the truth is, I'm not saying, don't, but remember this. Don't blame God. Learn to thank God. That's all I'm going to say with that. But some of you are in the middle of a storm and God has possibly put you in there. Because He knows what you need. And there's no other ships around. And honestly, they were obeying the Lord. So this is not a, a backsliding message. Disciples, I get They say some silly stuff. How many people in here have said some silly stuff? I've said a lot of ignorant things. You ever lay down at night and you're like, "Mm, I said that? I hope they don't remember. God, please forgive me. I'm a dingbat. I call the teenagers dingbats. I love it. There's no other ships out there. Nobody else is going to save them. You know what they did? I can't help but thank this. I'm trying to imagine if I was in a ship. You know what I would have done? I would have grabbed that helm. I would have held on to something. I would have clenched even harder. As the, as the waves are roaring and as the waves are clashing in into the boat uh, I, I would be holding on to something and that's what some of you are doing you're holding on with all of your might you're trying to hold on to it because you think that's your way of salvation that's your way of getting through it and the truth is Jesus needs to come out there in just a moment and he's going to show you that it's not that shit. The ship, there's nothing wrong with that ship. There's nothing wrong with your job. There's nothing wrong with that ministry. There's nothing wrong with this church. But I want to tell you something. Sometimes God's going to put you in a storm just so you can see Him. Because that's what really matters. I thank God that I get to preach, but it's all about Jesus. And then if I get too comfortable with my own messages and with my own preaching, there's there's something wrong with me and it's got to be fixed. And I promise you, there's preachers all out this morning, so-called preachers, that are preaching another gospel. They're preaching about another Jesus. And I don't want to be that. Let me ask you something. Where are you putting your trust in? This world makes it easy today, don't it? You got an issue? Take some medicine. You got an issue? That's all right. You got finance problems? That's all right. Go get you another credit card. Get you another credit card. Do this. Go ahead and do that. Hire that therapist and we'll find everything else. But hold on. You're quenching on too hard. You're grabbing onto that boat. I get it, those those waves are rough. And sometimes it's hard to see Jesus. Hey, the Bible says that they weren't even sure of it themselves. Do y'all see that? Where's that verse says, It says in verse 26, And when the disciples saw Him walking on the sea, they were troubled. Hold on for just a moment. Jesus is out there and they can't even see real good. They said, it is a spirit. Not every spirit is good. You realize that, right? And he couldn't see. But then Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. You know what Peter, he did. I, I'm so glad. I thank God for Peter. I, I, I read about him and this is a man, in my opinion, maybe you read him and think differently, but its he's, he's on high one day. He'll blast everybody out. He'll say, you're all hypocrites and you're all going to hell and you need Jesus. And then on the next time you see him, he's on the very bottom denying Jesus Christ, fishing naked, and, and, and back on that ship. And, and, and it just seemed. I just thank God for Peter. I read about him, though, right here, and it says that, he said, Lord... This ship ain't going to make it for us. That's what some of our problems are. We put our trust in every part of that ship. And you don't realize but Jesus, you're not really looking good enough because you've been holding on too well. You've been trying to hold on. You're trying to look at what you're holding on to making sure it won't break on you. But if you just look up for just a moment, you'll find that Jesus is right over there. And there's nothing better. Think about that for just a moment. Here's a man that got to experience what walking on water is like. You won't get that, putting your trust in this world. You're not going to get that from anything down here. Peter gets to tell that story over, he got to tell that story over and over again. He said, it probably sounded like the Lord put me out there on a ship one day. It got really rough. Storms started coming in heavy. And I thought I was going to die. I thought that was going to be the last day to ever walk this world. I thought I was going to die. Surely I would die. But there was a man named Jesus who came out there. And he was just right out there. And I asked him if I could come out to him. What a story to tell. Here's the thing. There's some miracles God wants to do in your life. And he's going to do it in your storm. He's going to do it in your storm. I think I think uh, we put too much trust in our shit. It's all right. God knows how to bring a ship down. Hey, He didn't bring this ship down, but He can. And he's willing to. Why? Because He loves you. And if it means it, it, listen now. If it means that He has to send you off into the middle of the water, and send a big old, big old waves and storms, He'll do it. Don't put it past God. He can he can keep a ship up. He can bring one down. Y'all know Titanic? For real? Honestly, Titanic? You know that a gentleman before that ship went down, before they went on their first ride, I guess, they the, the man, I don't know if he was an engineer or what, but he said even God himself can't bring this ship down. You know what happened? It's in the bottom of the sea. God's big enough. God's big enough. You're just going to have to look at him, though. All right, preacher, what is all this for? All right. Jesus puts them on the ship. Just so in the middle of the ship they'll get out of the ship. And then Jesus gets back on the ship with them. Then the Bible says as they were in the ship, they worshipped him. Alright, what do you mean by that? I'm not telling you to quit your job. First off, I'd never do that. I'm not telling you to quit your ministry. I'd never do that. Your preacher would never do that. I'm not. This is not a message saying you should quit this, you should quit that, you should quit that. It may be that you need to keep doing what you know is right. But you're going to, have to do it in a storm. Because they got back on the ship. But they were doing something a little bit different. They were, at the beginning, on a ship by themselves. They were doing pretty good by themselves, Anthony. Peter was probably steering the boat. They were probably joking out. <laughs> I'm imagining Peter steering the boat. Out there in the back, they were out there just having a good time, not thinking about anything, not, just got too comfortable thinking about some good ideas that they can tell Jesus that he needs to do when they see him again. All right, John, what do you think? Right, I think Jesus needs to do better about, you know, announcements, this and that. Jesus is over there praying on the mountain. Thank God, send the biggest storm they've ever seen their way because I want to show them that I'm bigger than any ship they ever can ride on and I'm all that they need and what he wants to do for you is show you that he is all you need and they may have started out by themselves but by the time this trip was at its end Jesus was on there and they were worshiping Saying you really are the Son of God, aren't you? Glad for some storm. Hey, I don't. Pr- I don't want it on my own. I don't want storms in my life. I don't want to wish storms. But I'm glad I got a God, who doesn't care what I want. Sometimes He, I believe, He knows the desires of our heart. I have no doubt about that. We got a good Savior, a good Lord. But I'm glad sometimes He'll do stuff, even things that I don't want in my life. Sometimes, and He'll show me how big He really is. And you'll not know how big he is until you quit looking at that ship that you're in. Whatever that means. What are you trusting in this morning? Ship or the Savior? Miss Cherith, if you'll come on up here. That storm's not meant to kill you. That storm is not meant to destroy you to cause trauma in your life to whatever it is here's what that storm's supposed to do save you Jesus maybe that's a better word that storm is just help you see Jesus can you see him Maybe this morning you've been doing it by yourself. You've got a big ship. Oh, it's big. It's made of metal. Ain't nothing gonna take that ship down. That's how you feel. But God wants to put you in the middle of the ocean to show you it can. But He can too. All so stand this morning. Would you mind the Lord?